Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala, the resident Rock Hall expert, and I'm coming to you solo because we got a special little remaster coming at you. This episode is from June 7th, 2019, and it is about a tribe called Quest. We talk about that group with our buddy comedian Matt Bronger. Yes, this is back in the days of when we would just talk to our comedian friends about groups and artists. But, you know, Matt clearly, as you'll hear, uh, loves this group, knows a lot about them, and it's a great discussion. So I hope you enjoy it. You'll have to put it in the context of, you know, five years ago, almost. So we talk about things like, when will LL Cool J get in? And Jay-Z and Eminem are coming up and all that, that kind of stuff. And we talk about maybe Tribe will get on a ballot. They are, of course, on the ballot this year as they were last year. We do not believe that they are going to get in this year. Not really looking good for them, but we love Tribe Called Quest. This is a fun episode. I uh, made sure the levels were a little bit more even, and you know, I dropped in some new song clips too. So I, I hope you enjoy this episode, a classic Who Cares About the Rock Hall episode. So, Tribe, uh, I'm curious just what your connection is to that group. I uh, basically was in, in junior high, well, high school, as they kind of, like, eighth grade, ninth grade was mm-hmm. when uh, Tribe Called Quest, their first album, uh, came out. Is that right? No, no. I was a sophomore in high school, their first album. and But it was like the whole, De, De La Soul was freshman year, mm-hmm. uh, Three Feet High and Rising, and that to me broke all the waters. I, I grew up in a neighborhood where I would hear hip hop coming from, you know, neighborhood houses and would come over and like you'd, people would play music for you and like, well, who's this and stuff. Did you grow so up like, in the Bronx? Where did you grow up? Uh, <laughs> Portland, Oregon in like kind of uh, like Portland. a slightly blacker area of Portland, which is sounds like an oxymoron. It really yeah. does. It really is. Back then there were more black people living there, but I remember like I would, I would hear like the music of Blowfly like when I was very, very young, which mm-hmm. is like a rapping 70s superhero guy. Okay. And um, and then, you know, got into I, I, I would go to this place called Second, Second Avenue Records downtown. And whenever they just put all the hip hop stuff out and we would just gobble it up. Me and my friends, we just look at album covers and go, this guy looks crazy. Let's buy it. Or this guy mm-hmm. looks hard or like yeah. she looks you know cool or whatever. We just buy things. And. To me, the native tongues, which were uh, uh, De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest, Jungle Brothers, uh, were 
uh, basically they were they were slagged as being like hippie rap, but mm-hmm. they were they were, they were produced a lot of their stuff was produced by Prince Paul, who was like kind of a genius in Tribe Called Quest. Had Rashid uh, Ali Shahid Muhammad, excuse me, and uh, Q Tip, who were producing like just the music was incredible, and it was yeah. it was just it was very actualized, and you could tell these people's personalities. Um, and it just it just hit me in the heart. Like I love Tribe Called Quest was like my favorite um, rap group. I, I like the guys that were also like cartoony, masculine, you know, like uh-huh. or smooth, like um, Big Daddy Kane or or Rakim or EPMD. I was in I was in love with those guys too. But Tribe Called Quest was a thing where it's like, oh, this is this is like uh, I was about to say something as cliched as the rest of your life music, but it kind of is. It kind of is like it, it it's. It was incredibly accessible without being any less cool, if that makes yeah, any sense. Yes, even yes. the guys mm-hmm. who I knew that were like, all I listened to is rock had a Tribe album. They were just yeah. like, yeah, but like it was, it, it, and, and, and that's not even, I'm, and it's not even crossover appeal. It was just so good. And I loved jazz. I've always loved jazz. And so most of the stuff they sampled was very mm-hmm. jazzy. And that was mm-hmm. kind of where that whole thing kind of started. It was just a really exciting time for hip hop, the late 80s, early 90s, which is kind of where I came of age. So it's like, it's nostalgic for me, but it's also like it's not for nothing. Is that the music you hear played the most in every fucking restaurant now? Like you go to any kind of cool restaurant, it's just yeah. all that era, mm-hmm. all that era, like what you call old school hip hop, which is, technically it isn't, but for this era, it is. Yeah, it has. It, yeah, and and I, I'm not gonna be that era, nerd yeah. that's like, oh look. Actually, the actual uh, old, school, off? Uh, old school era ended with, you know, Grandmaster Flash. It's just like, man, I'm not going to fight it. But, right, yeah. But yeah, they were just they were just awesome, and their voices were great, and great rappers, and the music was mm-hmm. incredible. And when they came around, it was it was different yeah. from, like, the kind of hardcore gangster rap that was well, wait, and, dominating. And that, that started around the same time, yeah. which I loved that. Yeah. I loved that you had 3 P High Out and Rising and you had Straight Outta Compton, which... You know, now we have, uh, you, you can just look anyone up and know everything about them. But like when NWA came out, I thought Easy e was murdering people on the way to the studio. Like a part <laughs> of me thought he would just shoot you. You know, mm-hmm. I don't slang or bang. I just smoke motherfuckers like it ain't no thing. Like, and oh, you're just a face stone value. killer. Yeah. And, and they're all just running. They're just these absolute psychos. They're basically Vikings <laughs> running around. And like, but then you learn Fuck the Police was written. Despite what the movie tells us, they were just driving around with paint guns shooting people with paint guns right and the cops arrested like yeah they were fucking punks yeah. they were little yeah, they were assholes punks yeah you know and I mean Ice Cube was obviously a genius writer I mean they were all you know and, and Ren were like great lyricists and stuff and Dr. Dre is an insanely gifted producer beyond the pale but like yeah. at the same time they, the, the, they started this whole thing where everyone's like oh shit is real this stuff is really real it's like it didn't start from where it was real what are you talking right, about it's, yeah, yeah the myth making that mm-hmm. uh, we yeah. need in our music mm-hmm. we we do love that I think it's interesting too that yeah that that because they kind of get a little bit of a like conscious uh, sure. label too mm-hmm. you know and that people really give like conscious rap or conscious hip hop like a corny people are yeah. like oh it's corny or whatever totally. but I I mean, I mean, a million people tried it, but like what you call conscious yeah. rap, and a lot of people were extremely corny and kind of mm-hmm. boring. But that was that was like not their thing. It's kind of just happened. They were kind of like these guys that, in a sense, tagged along with De La Soul and then kind of did their own thing. Where were they all from? Is this New York? New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're from Queens. Yeah, and like the same like neighborhood as Run DMC. Yep. Like it was all kind of from that same. And now Dela is not in the no. hall. Do you think they would ever get in? I think so. It's a weird thing that like the hall 
has like they'll put one hip hop artist on the ballot every right, year. Right. And often I think I mean they've done a good job with getting like Run DMC and Public Enemy and Tupac all got in their first year eligible, right? So there's a good track record with that and it seems like the uh whole reason for putting one artist on the ballot is to increase their chances of induction yeah I to think. not split the vote to keep the lane clear yeah for each and they do that kind of genre to genre that's sure. why we never see like the cure and the smiths on the same ballot mm. you know they it, it seems like they try to make the ballots diverse genre wise in recent years so, and, it, and it's funny, like, like I, I, I feel like part of me almost wrote, when I when I was giving like band ideas, mm-hmm. almost wrote De La Soul, but I don't think they would have mm-hmm. as much of a chance, even though they were they were to me were more groundbreaking. Yeah, uh, because but, they were, they came first. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, and that and album they are is also the is, only band that I think should be allowed to have skits on their rap album. Yeah, <laughs> the only, only ones who that's, pass the that's test it. for you. That's literally it. Because yeah. it's a, I mean, them and then maybe like Good Kid, Mad City. Like, uh, like uh-huh. that's those are the two albums oh. that I think the skits are okay in, and I don't even really like the yeah. ones in the Kendrick album. So yeah, well, and <laughs> skits it, uh, the, are. I that's the thing. It's like you give you leave it up to me. It's like I will take all the skits off of uh, um, De La Soul is dead, and I love mm-hmm. that album. But it was yeah. just like after a while, you're just but like, But it's Ugh. like, why are we doing here? I mean, uh-huh. I get it that we're trying to make a concept and we're trying to, you know, tell people a, a full story and a narrative, but... Isn't it just it, doesn't hold up. And yeah. the one, one reason why Illmatic by Nas is an eternal classic is because it's just song, 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 song. That's it. Mm-hmm. And each song is different. And it's not him and Jamie Foxx fucking around for three <laughs> nope. minutes, Kanye West. And you know what that is? That's A lot of that is Prince Paul because he's a genius producer and he produced all their stuff, but he loves skits, loves them. He he put it, someone asked him to put make a list of his favorite skits from rap albums. And he wholeheartedly was like, and like, uh, Evil for Zag and uh, NWA's second album. He 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 cited their skits because it's like the production level is so great, and it is. It's like watching a movie with your eyes closed, but they're all horribly disturbing. All of the skits I on that album are so misogynistic skits. and mm-hmm. violent. Right. And it's just oh my where God. it's like, oh, you made it real. Now it feels real. It feels mm-hmm. horrible. <laughs> and I, I, I liked it. before when it was like a movie or a documentary. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like there while it's yeah. happening. This is yeah. not good. It's, I fucking hate so, and it's like yeah. It, Rap skits have ruined a lot of things. For a me. lot of things. And a I, lot of stuff. I just well, just like ruined. you know, because exactly, it makes it real, and you're just like, God, that's so hateful and misogynistic mm-hmm. and violent, and it makes yep. me so sad, and I don't like it. Uh, I used to have a thing in my <clears throat> OK Cupid profile Ooh. about how I hate skits on rap albums, and the number of men who wrote me to tell me that Twenty Dollar Sack Pyramid on the Chronic is a is a stone cold classic is the Stone Cold Classic and I am wrong. It I mean that exact skit. People off that was coming we, up. That we is have the one. to not only do the sexual harassment seminars in work in the workplace mm-hmm. and in and in schools and in all schools. Of course. We have to do what well actually seminars. We have to. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. men will not fucking stop. They will not stop. It's become a, it's a crisis ha- level. Oh my god. And it's like I'm I get well actually from men, but it's always like, well this dude thinks he's tough because of the and like like he only wants like I wrote a thing about this how dumb that street pride parade idea was and we all had a magnificent take on that I'm sure <laughs> yeah but like just a hack of medium and saying about it but this guy was just like you, you know it always it always gets a fight in my mentions people I never mm-hmm. respond but they, of people will different followers yeah. fight and this guy was like I'm just sick of dudes like this brawner misspell my name misspell my he follows me misspell my fucking Perfect. name he's like 
puffing his chest out and saying he's for gay rights when five years ago he wouldn't have been. It's like, you know nothing about me. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but you're well actually in my life, which you know nothing about. For no, the, the, for no the, reason to have your hot take. The hubris of a basic, boring, fucking clown-ass white dude is beyond the pale that he will, well, actually, another fucking clown often yeah. boring uh-huh. white dude like myself <laughs> yeah yeah we're at we're at threat level it's uh, bananas <laughs> it, you gotta you just just you know it's it's like when when they call out people for saying racist things and they're always like i'm not racist look at all my black friends the point is no but what you said was racist maybe yeah. you're not but you gotta admit that what you said was pretty fucking racist it's just like look we're not saying you're you're, you're a douchebag that's wants to tell women what to think but you're well actually right but now. you're doing it you but are well actually you're uh, you're literally it, making it that i don't know my own mind you are telling yeah, right. me that i just must be misinformed just to have said this take thing a second that and I go truly believe. should i hit send mm-hmm. also, maybe i shouldn't also you trying to date me with that mess oh, you trying man. to come at right. me with 20 dollars sack pyramid oh. no 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 my friends mm. no 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 uh, um okay so tribe called quest anyway, is from I, yeah, sorry. new york de, de la soul I guess what I was getting at is they're from Long Island there's kind of a log jam in terms of induction if only one can get in each year maybe only one can be on the ballot and and we get to these big superstars and we still yeah and we still so we still don't have LL Cool J in or like Aaron Eric B and Rakim or Bambata or I mean like Tribe hasn't shown up on the ballot Hmm. De La Soul hasn't shown up on the ballot Wu-Tang hasn't shown up on the ballot and there's we're going to get to these superstars that should be FYE like Jay-Z, like Eminem is coming up in a few yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, do you sacrifice them to, to who do you put it? It just becomes a bit of a log jam. Right. And then hopefully we'll get to a point where somehow you can put in more than one hip hop in a year. Yeah. Well, OK. So what how many people get in a year? Like what's the number? It's five, five to, to six. Seven. Five. But there was there were seven. There were this seven year. this year. Oh, okay. The seventh one was Janet Jackson. Well, you can okay. put the seventh one that I was. I'm going to see Janet Jackson for my birthday in Las Vegas. Oh wow! I'm oh. so excited. That's yeah. incredible. That's yeah, so cool. I love her. Yeah, my wife knows me. Oh. She knows what I. She's yeah. like. She's like. She would like. you want to go to like? Because Las Vegas is much more her bag. Which she's kind of like. Well, we are going to my favorite place, and it's not. I mean, I like Las Vegas, but my wife is a craps demon. But like, mm-hmm. oh. Uh, it's fun if you ever, if you ever if you're ever in town while we're in town. You that's my just, favorite um, game. That's the only game I like to play yeah, in Vegas. Pretty it? much same. It's very fun. I mean, yeah, blacks uh, blackjack bores me. Just takes too long. Yeah, yeah. Craps is like craps an event. Is exciting. Oh, and there's start, always something happening. There's many ways to bet. And if I've there's you many know ways to win. if I've got hit the buzzed point where I'm like you know feeling groovy, I I just get a hot hand and it's the weirdest thing and mm-hmm. I'll get everyone's name wrong. You know, this one's yeah. for you, Roger. It's Andy. Okay. <laughs> click, click. Throw um, but, uh, but yeah, so we're going. Go so, so, That'll be beautiful. So. Mm-hmm. Wait, okay, so yes. tribe. Well, <laughs> so the, the thing is, there's not really any published criteria of uh, why someone gets into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, which can be frustrating mm-hmm. uh, when you try to evaluate these things. But as a, a dork for this kind of stuff, I've put together a list of criteria that I think if you do well, you have a good shot of oh. getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right on. And we are going to evaluate a tribe called Quest on this criteria. Based on Joe's five-point system. On my special point system. Uh, after a little break. Ooh. So we'll be right back. Hello. 
Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Welcome back, everybody. I think we got a little bit of the whisper in there. <laughs> Christian was whispering softly into the microphone. Uh, I ho- hope you enjoyed. Hope you enjoyed your break. I hope during your break. I hope during your break you discovered a new thing to like. And ma- That's good ma- advice. And yeah. maybe check in with us. <laughs> Let yeah. us know uh, what yeah. it is. What's the what is the what is the newest thing that you discover you like? That you discovered you'd like. I I do want to know that. I care and I want to know. Yeah, at K Stud on Twitter. At me. Blow her up. Do it. All right. At me, at me, bro. I dare you. a Tribe Called Quest. I, I quickly before we get into these categories, I was watching. There's a documentary called Beat, Beats Rhymes in Life. I have not seen it, and I instead watched the stupid Ice T rap documentary. I I can't believe I still haven't seen you, the you, Tribe. Documentary. You got your wires crossed. Uh, it's directed by Michael Rappaport, uh, which is <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, in like the first five minutes of that movie. That's just so. Of course it is. Yeah. Right. Well, it's it's funny because he is you know. Kind of a, a a brash, loud, crazy kind New Yorker of? guy. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'm being kind. He's a brash, loud, loud yeah. New Yorker guy who sometimes I totally agree with, sometimes I totally disagree with. But like mm-hmm. you know, you know his opinion. But he kind of, I won't say dug them out of obscurity, but he was like, it, it, it's one of those things where we've all, everyone I know who knows music is like, oh yeah, Tribe, the fucking mm-hmm. best. But like they haven't really gotten the recognition. In general, to the point mm-hmm. where they're not even doing big shows, and like like broke up when he like does that thing. So it's it, it, it him making it is kind of a fascinating story as you watch it. And I'll yeah, say. he was helping to focus the lens back on this group that deserved more. perfect. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, in the first five minutes of the documentary, you see it's the last show of this tour that was really difficult for them because Five Dog and Q Tip were fighting a lot, yeah. and tensions were running high. It was the last show. And Rappaport keeps asking Q-Tip, he's like, is this the last show? Like, is this it? Is this done? And he says, that's it. We're not going to perform again. Uh, The only time we'll ever perform again is if we get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Really? It's in like the first five minutes of the documentary. (gasps) So it's like, it's... I forgot all about that. It's on his mind. 
it's like wow. it's fully he's thinking about it like he would and he would reunite what's funny is now, they show you that yeah. they end up reuniting after that show anyway yeah and well, we know and that they have had an album since and they then, made the most amazing album yeah that like, yeah that 2016 album is one of my unbelievably it's very good. very good and it's like eternal it's like their their first or second album it's just like oh well this one will live forever yeah yeah so let's go through the categories here the first one is critical acclaim and I don't know that I could think of a hip hop group that has more critical acclaim. No, with, yeah. with yeah, totally. Like critics went fucking bananas for this group. Yep. In a way that's like almost over the top. Like yeah. reading some of those, and I kind of knew that already just because they're very highly regarded. But reading some of the, especially those first three albums, the reviews and like across the board, Rolling Stone, NME, Village Voice, like everyone's like, oh. Music is different now. I'm different. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like, like, it is. This is an album that's making me cooler. Hi, my name is Dan. The whole thing's about a white dude just talking about his life. <laughs> but truly, like, the, the critical claim is off the charts for, for Tribe, I think. Yes. And then if you look at, uh, so one of the ways we uh, can kind of determine this, it bleeds into the next category, which, which is classic albums. Do they have classic albums? Yeah. And I would say those first three in particular, yep. uh, People's Instinctive Travels, Low End Low Fury, and, and then Midnight Marauders mm -hmm. are all bona fide classics. Yep. Do you guys think that uh, any of their albums wound up on Rolling Stone's top 500? Yes, I yes. do. How many do I think? Two. I'm going to go with just one because mm -hmm. only five, but it's, it's a definitely low end theory. Low end theory is definitely in. So yes, low end theory is the, their is the sole one. album on there. Where on the 500 do you think it is? 325. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go for some reason, 212 is sticking out in my brain. Okay. Uh, so two low end. Two, New York, baby. That, yeah, there we go. <laughs> there, That's what it, wow. Fitting. Uh, no, the, uh, the low end theory comes in at one forty seven. One fifty three. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I knew it as soon as I was like I went too low. Right. I went too low. I'm pretty good at guessing where it is in the list. Oh right on. Yeah. Although the we got the five hundredth one last Oh the week. on the songs. Yeah. Yeah. More than a feeling was yeah. five hundred. The five hundredth of the, the five hundred songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but one fifty three, which is a great showing, yeah. especially for a list that is mostly like sixties and seventies, like yeah, Dylan shit. Yeah. Uh, so classic albums for sure. And uh, I mean, then it starts to go off the rails a little bit with Beats Rhymes Life. And then, yeah, nobody's uh, going for the love movement. I, I Yeah, it's <laughs> it's funny. I have a friend who likes love mo movement better than Beats Rhymes in Life. And I'm kind of the other way around. But it's also I don't care too much about either one of them. Yeah. They were both really disappointing and disjointed. They obviously weren't cohesive at that point. But then that 2016 album is really really great. Thank you for your, for your service. service. We'll take it from here. Yeah, it's so good. That's a that's a really. I mean, I want to say improbable. Like the fact Absolutely. that they were able to do that, especially given all their the tensions within the group, and that they were just so many things lined up and ended up being extremely politically relevant. Yes. Yes. That it, it you know, so much, especially that song, We Did the People. Did they perform the at the Grammys? Was it the Grammys? They or the MTV Movie or Music so Awards? Or the VMAs? Here's, here's, I think, their most uh, important performance of that time was they did the first SNL after the election. Oh, yeah. When Chappelle was hosting and it was Tribe. Yeah. 
and like every it felt like everybody was watching SNL to see like what are they gonna fucking do yeah because the election had been on Tuesday yeah God. I literally I've now suddenly I'm like my insides are tightening remembering mm-hmm. that moment in time I was in I I'd, I'd flown back from England my wife was still in England and she's like just call me in the middle of the night tell me who wins I had to call no. I had to wake her up oh my God. and she was like bullshit and like hung up on me like she thought I was fucking with her or something like so it's like yeah you gotta wake <sighs> up to this and like I remember oh when I was God. in backpacking through Europe and, and we had uh, a W and like everyone I met was like, fuck you Americans, what have you done? Mm-hmm. Everyone in England that day was just like, are you all right? Like they're like yeah. grabbing her by the shoulders. Sure. Like, well, they had hey, just gone through hey. Brexit. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they're uh-huh. a little more sympathetic yeah. maybe. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, back to the uh, SNL. But yeah, just the fact that like days after the election, Tribe is on SNL singing. It was like the most because they had. I mean, they had been booked bef- obviously before then. Yeah, they didn't book them on the night of the election. It just ended up being like a really relevant yeah. and great performance. And also, it's that whole album is extremely heartfelt because Fife Dog passed away. Yeah, during the making of it, mm-hmm. and there's a moment in that performance where they like unsheath like a canvas, and it's it's his. They're playing his part of the song yeah. as it's like a painting of him mm-hmm. and it, it it's like it's powerful yeah it's like really moving and i think them getting together and kind of going like well, what, what was the point of any of this let's just get back to what we like to make mm-hmm. because the 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 fourth and the fifth album were kind of like they're they're probably just making it to make it and being like well this will probably make people happy or something and i mm-hmm. guess it you know it's kind of almost when you're you're writing jokes you think people laugh at that you don't like you know, they, yeah. like, it's always a bad, anytime like rap artists make like, well, I guess I should make one love song and it's always the worst <laughs> song on the album. You know, this will go on the radio and it never does. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was, um, that they performed on the Grammy that the Grammys that year though. Yeah. Well. And they had, they had like, like all these people on stage. Okay. Really I, I remember that. Because it was Franchise because groups. they had had this like Grammy so white the year before and they yeah. just were like, well, we're mm-hmm. going to hard in the other we're direction. We're going, yes. we're turning. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing their performance on that and being like, shit, this new album is good. Mm-hmm. So this connects to the next category, which is iconic, recognizable songs, where, you know, if, if you don't have a ton of songs that everybody knows, you know, or at the very least, the casual music fan. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, so... Can I kick it? So I think there's like three from Scenario. that, especially from that first album that are maybe their most recognizable, which is Can I Kick It? Can I Kick It? Can I kick it? Yes, can. can I kick it? Yes, can. can I kick it? Yes, can. can I kick it? Benita Applebaum. And I left my wallet in El Segundo. Yeah, I left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. I gotta get it. I got got to get it. But scenario. Scenario's the second album. Yeah, yeah. but, but I that's just but mean, that's like, scenario. I, scenario, is, I think, is their most their recognizable, most recognizable song. song. Okay. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what? So what? So what's the scenario? Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what? So what? So what's the scenario? 
maybe a tie between scenario and can I kick it would be the two. I yeah. would think that I maybe think those first those, the three that I mentioned just because they say those words a lot. Like yeah, but, but whereas you know, the Apple Bomb is but not like one I left you my wallet is a, is a bad song. <laughs> it's barely a song. I don't like it. I mean, it's him just yeah. like narrating that you know Fife was drinking fruit punch and he was having enchiladas. Yeah, and, it's it's it's. I just don't like I just don't like the rhythm of that song. I never did. Well, it's to like me, a, those it's a catchy two are name. not mm-hmm. like those are songs like people. Those are to me secondary. Yeah. Yeah. Apple Bomb and El Segundo are like secondary. Uh, I would say electric relaxation too. Shorty, let me tell you about my only vice. It has to do with lots of loving, and it ain't nothing nice. Award tour, award tour, award tour. Yes. I think is probably their most recognizable because it was in that fucking Bud Light commercial. It was oh, in yeah. a Budweiser commercial. This is why this is interesting to me because it it they don't exactly land in this category completely. Yes, but from person to person they do. Mm-hmm. In yeah. a sense, we all have differential, and you almost choices. have to you almost have to especially if somebody's not a fan you have to play the song to go like oh you do know that you do know this song yes yes He's like oh yeah that does sound familiar okay I didn't know yeah and then what uh, what's it? check the rhyme is that yeah, oh check, check the, rhyme. the rhyme of course. Yeah. That is definitely but top, I just top feel 10 like at least. It, you know, for most people, scenario and can I kick it because those are ones that like would be on at a party that you would have heard. Award tour, it's weird that I can almost even see the stupid because it was like a a speedboat in the Budweiser yeah. commercial. Well, yeah, but really if you sad. listen to so like, if you'd like up. talk to like, you know, like big hip hop heads, uh, you know, bugging out for sure. Yo, microphone check one two. What is this? The five foot assassin with the roughneck business. I float like gravity. Never had a cavity. Got more rhymes than the one that's got family. No need to sweat our seniors to gain some type of fame. No shame in my game because I always be the same. Styles upon styles upon styles is what I have. You want to just fight for? Yeah, because it's just so iconic. But mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, it kind of goes down to your your favorites. Because I only thought of that because you were like, what you would hear at a party, and I'm like, well. I'm thinking of like five different parties where I'm hearing like five different songs. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Five different vibes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It, it's a, uh, I think that's, that's true. It's like, it kind of goes from person to person and then you, you can start to get into like favorites and stuff. Like, I, I don't think it's recognizable. I think one of the excursions is one of the best. Oh, uh, I just thought, thought I was thinking about that in the bathroom of how like, it's just, I remember when that, that, that rolling baseline came on mm-hmm. as a kid and going, how are they going to put a beat over this? Oh, that's how they'll yep. exactly match oh, it. Perfect. Perfect. Like perfect beat layer. Back in the days when I was a teenager, before I had status and before I had a pager, you could find the abstract. Listening to hip hop, my pops used to say it reminded him of bebop. I said, well, daddy, don't you know that things go in cycles? Way the Bobby Brown is just amping like Michael. It's all expected. Things are for the looking. If you got the money, quest is for the booking. Come on, everybody. Next category is commercial success, which is like for a group like this to be as successful as they were commercially. I mean, given that they were like artistic, you know, yeah. alone. Yeah, they're like, like more commercially successful than De La Soul, for example. Yeah, but they yeah. also sold. But 
to Budweiser. I guess it meant well, like they a, would do. Yeah, a, and but they never really got that much commercial success. They 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 got way more acclaim. It's yeah, always that yes, thing that when hip hop crit when like no hip hop critics not at all when music critics like love you you mm-hmm. pr- usually are not that big. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. The scales definitely tip. Yeah. in in favor. Uh-huh, uh, but Q tip. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Q tips. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but uh, Beats Rhymes Life went to number one. It was a number one album. Oh, it uh, did? Yeah, it did. Which it's like, what that's the was, one that, that went I would imagine 90s? just at, purely out of anticipation. Yes, absolutely. You know? So it was like they had they had gained enough of a following. And yeah. then finally when that came out, and it's, you know, one of, one of their God, lesser I don't think albums. I've literally ever listened to any songs on this Well, album. and I was, I was just... Uh, incredibly stoned and partying a lot back then because I remember when I listened to the album being like this is so good and then as you know days went by like yeah do I it's like okay. it it's yeah. okay it, it was akin to watching The Phantom Menace in a movie theater uh, yeah boy I want to love this yeah it's I been so long it. I've been waiting for uh-huh. it my, all my favorite characters <sighs> are back and oh, oh no. no so the first album went gold low end theory eventually went platinum so did Midnight Marauders and then Beats Rams and Life went platinum and then the other two after that went gold so like that's those are good numbers you know yeah they are that you know they had million selling albums I uh, I think to this idea uh, like of their popularity or whatever it, it's like they're culturally important like people know who they are but it's weird because Q-Tip has become he is such a, a, a he's like a public figure hmm. like you know maybe if you don't even know Tribe Called Quest but you've like seen Q-Tip before or you know who he is am I crazy or is that just maybe. me I mean he shows up in a lot of other people's yeah, songs yeah he shows up in a lot yeah. of other people's songs and like I feel like Vibrant Thing kind of had a moment such a vibrant thing vibrant thing a vibrant thing yeah, Maybe it was in another. In yeah, he's on Grooves in the Heart. Exactly. He's like if he, Flava Flav wasn't. Uh, not not like I just mean like as far as like notability. Like yeah, yeah I, you really do. I don't want that comparison. Joe was like, how fucking dare try you? again? I yeah. would, I would never. I don't mean talent. No, I know. I know what you mean. I mean like um as far as like um being a pluckable member from a group that right. is notable that oh, sure. people yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's know the who name, he is he's whether the or not they yeah, know for yeah. sure he's, he's the, the leader he's and the he, leader yeah and, and he had just had such a uh an incredibly unique listenable voice mm-hmm. it was also kind of weird that that it kind of it almost like be real in cypress hell you're like that voice is bananas so you he, there were people that were like oh be on my album come hang mm-hmm. out you know yeah, yeah. Lend, which i'm sure he wasn't you know problem with obviously yeah, yeah. like being in the spotlight but uh well, next... i wonder if buster rhymes would ever get in i like i mean he's the second tier i guess um well I mean, you know we gotta get other people in but i just he's got the best verse on scenario i guess is mm-hmm. what I'm right thinking. well that's, that's what made him a star without <laughs> yeah. a doubt. yes it, it that's an interesting i i my relationship with this group was that I came to I'm a little younger than you guys so I came to Tribe later but I knew about Buster Rhymes right when I was in like 6th grade I mean grade. I'm also younger than Bronger just to I want <laughs> that can, to be everyone clear. is I want that to be clear <laughs> yes. I am younger please okay? obviously I knew the Eagles of this situation <laughs> they were some dicks <laughs> knew them personally they wouldn't let me join the band wait um, sorry so how did you come to this band so I mean I knew about Buster Rhymes I did not know that he was kind of 
birthed from tribe in a sense yeah. that like they kind of gave him his like spotlight uh yeah. in a well, big he was way. in a group called leaders of the new school that right. i remember when that album came out the album was pretty whatever but like that song case of the pta like i was in school and it was just about fucking off in school and i was like this is great and this guy <laughs> yeah. has like a kind of a gravelly voice but then when he did scenario you're like oh who who are you now yeah. oh you are you are beyond you just eclipsed so everybody you know and then he became like this monster where i, I remember around college when he when he did um Wuha and stuff mm-hmm. yeah. I was like okay now he's like a mythical figure he's like a griffin mm-hmm. like he's not a man no. you know yeah. he kind of comes and yeah. just screams and I remember I, I made a friend of mine laugh really hard about like I Mob Deep was great because they're very atmospheric and scary and like they just seem like they kind of like easy they would just calmly shoot you and walk away mm-hmm. but I was like you have them battle Buster Rhymes he's gonna come on stage and be like ah and everyone's gonna be like oh shit a dragon you know because <laughs> you know cause, yeah so it's like he was he was he was beyond but that's a good point like I wonder if he'd have consideration. I wonder if he could. I mean, just to, because to me, he's very skilled. He's always the best verse on anything that he's in. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. It's just like, when is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame going to get to a point where they're not considering hip hop acts who aren't like giant, iconic. Right. Acts. Yeah. You know, maybe acts that are still divert deserving mm-hmm. the way that you know like who who's the electric light orchestra of hip-hop is it is it Buster Rhymes yeah is like it? consistent yeah. and good but not the Beatles well and also just yeah. he he has always kind of been around in a way mm-hmm. where it's like and not to be mean if you're listening Busta but like <laughs> we're to the point where we're people like really checking for him but he's still there you know he's still yeah. doing stuff like mm-hmm. him coming back on the, tri- the latest that- Tribe album was incredible because like, oh, yes. yes. you guys are so good together but if he came out with some solo song I might be like eh alright Buster he you made know. me like I hate Chris Brown with a fiery burning passion sure. but he has why in- <laughs> just kidding <laughs> but he has an incredible verse on a fucking Chris Brown song and it's just like why are you gonna do this why are you gonna like yeah. withhold why, yeah like, why like, are you gonna do this to my heart why are you gonna do this yeah, to me it's that very sucks. upsetting to me, but it, I, 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 I come to tribe through ex-boyfriends as most, a lot of music yeah. that I talk about on this is like, and I come to it through an ex of mine who was older than me, who had come up. I was probably about the same age as you, Bronger, because I'm younger it than you. It was me, Chris. Um, wow. <laughs> this is really weird. Wait a second. Your it's disassociation is about. so Kristen, put your so strange. On. Wait a minute. Um, uh, and and I can, so I kind of retroactively came to Tribe 2 through uh, through an ex of mine and like learning that. And so I came in through like low end theory, but this was mm-hmm. in the 2000s that I got into Tribe. It was probably 2006 when I right. got into Tribe. But I, I, I love that. I love that people got into this album that I knew when it came out. And quite frankly, a lot of songs, I was like, whoa, it takes me a second to wrap my head around this. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that you found it then. And it's like, oh, this is, I like that it's still good, that it's always going to be good. It's kind of like you want to make timeless stuff, not timely stuff. And I think a lot of their stuff is, of course, timely, but a lot of it is timeless. It's so funny. My high school girlfriend, who I was just in love with, when I was a senior it in high school, it right. was yeah, you. We you were much Put younger, and I'm so glad they didn't catch me. No, uh, I uh, and to be honest, we just held hands. We weren't really dating. 
but um, you were in fourth grade. Keep but, going. Uh, why not? Just keep digging this hole. Yeah. But she, More. I remember we were in the in the in the gym and people were like playing basketball and stuff. And uh, um, uh, Low End Theory was playing and uh, jazz. We've got right. from the album mm-hmm. playing really atmospheric, very cool song. And she's like. I don't know how you can listen to this. And I was like, mm. like something in me just like, broke. It's over. Yep. You know, no, no, I was stuck on her. She could have, oh. I, I'm sure it would have been like, no, it's not, I, I know I didn't, I remember, but I would have in a minute would have been like, yeah, I don't like him anymore either. Do you still like me? <laughs> do anything. Oh, I was nuts about her. That's so funny. Oh. Uh, the next category is longevity. Uh, we're they were, still talking about, I mean, they put out a 2016 that's, album. Yeah, that that does a, a good, uh, you know, I mean, it was, they were around for the 90s. Yeah. Pretty much. You know, their first album was 90. Last, The Love Movement was 98. So they were around and putting out work that people were listening to for pretty much that whole decade. Yeah. And then the fact that they were able to come back in 2016 with something that was relevant and sounded great uh, and people listened to and it made a mark. Next category is innovation influence. I feel like we've kind of already yeah, talked about absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like, yeah, obviously this was coming in with like a new sound and a new approach and very innovative and certainly very influential. Uh, they have so many very public famous fans who are more famous than them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, from uh, Kanye to Pharrell to uh, Outkast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. Anybody, it feels yeah. like, <laughs> Every, who yeah. wanted to do, who, I mean, I bet they inspired a lot of people to pick up a mic. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. well, it, it provided a, a certain level of, of accessibility where just like how you see someone who's who's kind of effortlessly funny and people go, oh, I could be a comedian. I can do that. And it's like, no, you can't. And it's right. kind of like yeah. watching like Q-Tip and Five. Yeah. Uh, they, it seems so natural to them. They seem like they, that's just how they talk kind of thing. But it's like mm-hmm. they put so much work into yeah. it. And uh, they, they were like every people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, and then you look at them. You're like, I can flow, and it's like, no, you can't. No, not even, not, not even a little bit. <laughs> you cannot. Uh, last category, perhaps the most important category. Does my mom know them? Does she? And Ooh. she does not. Yeah, I, I don't think my mom knows no. Tribe either. My mom is at my house right now. I can text her. And that's maybe the biggest hurdle for them. Yes, is like that. Mom recognition, that like general recognition. That is right. If you can't break through that, you might have a hard time. Right. Yeah, I don't think my mom is going to know them. And my mom is pretty cool. (laughs) A little bit of irony I just thought of. Public Enemies in the the, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Tribe has a song called Pubic Enemy about... Sexually communicated diseases. Well, ah. yep. Well, boy, howdy. Yep. First album. Uh, let's do our verdict. Oh. Should Tribe be in the hall? Will they be in the hall? And when? And when will they be inducted? Kristen? Girl, you know that Tribe Call Quest <laughs> should be in the hall. You also know. I think they're going to be in the hall. Mm-hmm. I think that it, we got some hurdles to get through. We've got to, I think it's not going to make sense, the order in which, but I do think that, oh gosh. Now here's the thing, because they could get on the ballot and not get in because of that right. mom factor, because of the recognizability of them to mm-hmm. the hall. So when the hall gets a little more diverse, I think it's going to take time you know, I want it to be sooner, but I think we're looking at 10 years. 
I yeah. want it to be sooner, but I really do. I think we're going to clear out some others. I think like Eminem is going to be in before they're in. I think so too. Now here's the question is, will Kid, Kid Rock be in before they're in? Oh my God. You know what I, I mean? Like, yeah. that's, they're like you never fucking know um, mm-hmm. with this weird uh, institution. So I think, I think we're looking at closer towards eight to 10 years. Okay. Very much specific. to my chagrin. Um, and that's, that's what I think. Great. Matt, what do you think? I think, yeah, I definitely should be in. Uh, I'm, I'll vote with my heart. I say they will be in. Mm-hmm. I would go, and this is based on literally nothing, <laughs> five years. <laughs> okay. I would say five years in. Uh, and because I just had a, a, a terrible thought that I will share uh, that it's sad, but I think the fact that they lost a member helps them. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, yeah. I, honestly, if I Tupac agree. was alive today, I don't think he'd be in. I think Tupac is is was an incredibly talented person, but... Uh, some of the people we've named is just like should be in before he is. I'm not saying he shouldn't be in. Yeah, but... he, he would have gotten in, but maybe not this quickly. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. And uh, although I'm like, but... what would Tupac be doing today? Like, what oh, would I, he... as soon as I said that, yeah, I was like, like, what would he look like? I'm like, what would he, like, he look like? What kind of music he... would he be? Would he be like kind of paunchy, like Busta? Is I now? think no. I think Chris Rock said this, and I agree with it, which is he'd be on Law and Order. You are so fucking right. Like he'd oh, be on NCIS, and also because he's a great, genius. and he's also such a great. He was a great oh, actor. So true, too. he was a good actor. But like that's where yeah. a lot of those guys wound up. Yeah, well, not that he was a good act. Like he was a good actor, but he was an actor. Yeah, and that's one reason he was such a good rapper because he can mm-hmm. inhabit that in character that character. So much. Yeah. yeah, you know. All right. Uh, I think that they absolutely should and I think they will I think once you get past the those like again those like iconic what will probably be FYEs like Jay-Z and Eminem the the groups that are coming after that and LL LL needs to get in it's mm. weird because he's such a foundational guy right and um, he rocks the bells and he rolls them exactly you take a muscle bound man and put his face in the sand it's weird given how famous he is and how our moms yeah. know who he is but he has still struggled to get hey, in hey speaking of my mom texted me back guys and she said nope yep yeah just as we suspected yeah. you know what i'm not even i didn't even bother texting my mother because i'm sure yeah. she doesn't i'm sure i would i would be like you know when like jam master jay was murdered she was like wasn't he in he you liked his group right like <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah i know i know right yeah. uh so yeah the thing is i think tribe will be one of the first groups once we get past those like obvious like more slam dunks yeah it's like after that then it's like them and it's like i think wu-tang yeah uh outcast yeah outcast for sure they they will probably get in before tribe biggest duo of all time in hip-hop without yeah you could i mean you could make an argument uh beyond hip-hop yeah, no, without so, a doubt. You know, yeah, without they're a doubt. so iconic and yeah. influential. And you I'm know like what? Somebody no, out there is just repping for Dipset right now. They're very mad. <laughs> sure, they're furious. You know, um, but I feel like, yeah, Dipset's way too cool to yeah, even I be know, considered, yeah, and yeah. too much. They're too no, insane. They will never, I know that <laughs> will never too happen. Insane. That will never happen. Uh, I think that they're going to be in. I think ten is about right. I, they might get on the ballot before then. I could see them being on the ballot and not getting in. They've been no. eligible since 2016. Oh wow. wow! I I would still stick with five because the zombies are in, right? Mm-hmm. Zombies are in the it hall. Took of them yes, they got years. in this year. Yeah. Mm, good right? point. How many because years? They were eligible. Okay, for well about then it's probably years. more yeah, to your years. point than mine. <laughs> and it, it probably will be ten years because they are in a, in a uh, like certain ways. I, the the tribe is like the zombies are the kinks. 
You know, they're not the, they're not as big as the Beatles, but there are people that are like, oh, but have you heard them? Holy yeah. fucking yeah. shit! They are secretly the best, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. They're they're not the Stones or the Beatles, but they're like look yeah. into this. Yeah, shit. they're very much the Kinks, mm-hmm. yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, how long did it take the Kinks to get it? They FYE. Oh, yeah. But that's also but the, that's like right in the, in the pocket of yeah, <laughs> of absolutely. what you're looking for. We both said uh, in the same voting thing, in the bag in the pocket. <laughs> they were in the satchel. <laughs> um, so I think let's say they get in. Let's say Tribe gets in. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious which members get in. There were only really, I mean, you induct Q-Tip, Five Dog, uh, Ali, uh, Shahid Muhammad, the DJ, and then uh, Jerobia. You throw Jerobia in there. Yeah, sure. He's in the group. And that's that's essentially, the, um, you don't throw, con- he, Consequence was never really a part of Not Tribe. Really. Uh, and I think those are the four that you put in. I don't think there's really much discussion there. Right. Who inducts them? Who gives the Whoa, speech? Good question. question. Pharrell? So, yeah, I, I, when we talked about the influence, the names like Kanye and Pharrell... Yeah, Andre 3000 like those wow. are I gotta say I think Kristen nailed it I think it's Pharrell. I think it's Pharrell I think it's Pharrell because because of massive massive popularity mm-hmm. uh, recognition for the young and the old uh, but imagine and, if they could get Kanye that's yeah I mean my I, god which is like that. then it becomes a question of is that too far for the hall to reach I, or, yeah. or to acquire it, and, and also is that is that a giant pair of dice to roll because yeah. him getting on stage and going I nominate me you know, like, hey, yeah. man, you can't do that. Yeah. Well, he'll be in before they're in. Ooh, I, I wonder. Think. It'll be close. What's his nominee? When when is he eligible? When was his first album? Was it like 2004? I forget. Mm-hmm. That's around right, there, right? So then it would be 2029 mm-hmm. or 2030. So. He's an FYE for sure. If, the thing is, if though, but what about if we've come that far at that yeah. point? You know what you I just mean? Wonder about the, if the hall hasn't imploded and, and stopped, like. If they weren't just like, yeah, no, we don't like how diverse. Yeah. Like, uh, I <laughs> yeah. want, you know, like, okay, let's see. And th- there's candidates for uh, inducting tribe. Yeah, like, college dropout was 04. Okay, so it would be it would be 2030. Uh, so, yeah, we got some time. Busta would be fun, but, like, I just think he's not as famous as they want for those uh, inductor speeches. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I know there, there's there's some weird choices, too. I mean, like, Chappelle would be uh-huh. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. It doesn't have to be a musician. Oh, yeah. We've got yeah, yeah. plenty of, like, comedians, radio, television personalities have done, um, been inductors. I, I th- Jack White was on the 2016 album. That would be... An interesting. That would be a choice. very rock hall move. But that would also. Yeah. It feels like erasure. <laughs> yeah, to, for sure. Get, 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 yeah, that's that definitely be, erasure. <laughs> Speaking of erasure, will they ever get? Latifah was part of that crew, uh-huh. the Native Tongues. Crew. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, so in Black Sheep, they were yeah. also in there. She is hella famous. But Queen Latifah is like, yeah, super famous. That that would be an interesting yeah. choice. All right, let's say they get inducted. What three songs does Tribe play? They play Kick It and Scenario for sure. I would say Kick It for sure. Um, Scenario is maybe too many people. No, it'd be so great. And then they get everyone. They get a whole bunch of new rappers would be, on stage would to be come fun. out with them. That's and great. And have Busta there. And yeah. have That's an my excuse thoughts. to You get Busta unite. out there. Sure. And then you, get, like, then you get whoever's the hot new young rappers out there too. Like... You really I, yeah. just like set it off. Maybe you get some women. <laughs> I'm just like that. I think can I can I kick it makes a lot of sense, uh, especially from that first album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think we the well, people and, is you know, an, is then an you interesting start choice. Yeah, the I, would, I would say we the people to because make it's it like yes. a full arc like to end to mm-hmm. end with because it's so powerful. Yeah, but I I think they would probably start with it and then end with Can I Kick It? Cut to all of the old the white people going Yes, you can in the audience, sure. making mm-hmm. embarrassing rap hands. Yeah, see like, Yon Winner go <laughs> Yes, you can. Yeah, like I think that that's. To me, that's that's the, that's where the shot is. I also think Tribe is uh, they could easily do a medley. Yeah. Yep. For Cause, sure. Because like songs like "I Left My Wallet" and "Bonita Applebaum" are repetitive, but in a medley, you put little bits in. You'd yeah. be like, "Oh, I like this that. is cool." Fun medley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, award tour, I think, also. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they they could really they could put together quite a set. Does anyone stand in for Five Dog? I think, you know, uh, they just, they get whoever's young and cool to do it. Or they get... Off the street. <laughs> or they get like cool. a Kendrick. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like no, they I know get, exactly what you They mean. get somebody either like a legend to do it or they get the like next generation to do it. That's what That's I think. That's a nice idea. No, yeah. But I think even if they just play a track, play the, the track of him doing it. And, and they un- do a similar thing. unfurl a picture yeah. of him. Sure. That's, that's really <laughs> you know. sweet. Yeah. Uh, if they get inducted, will you go with us? Maybe Matt? Michael Rappaport <laughs> sure. inducts them. Why not? Oh, and you know what else? I think oh, Rappaport is an interesting. <laughs> if they, that's yeah. If they play, if they just play Fife's thing, like what Q2 is, he's like everyone rap along, and everyone raps Fife's part. Yeah, and then we cut know, to Jan Wenner mumbling and like looking around, like I don't know, <laughs> I don't exactly. Well, if they get inducted, we'll we'll see you there, Matt. Sounds good. Thank yeah. you for thank you for being a part of our show. This is fun. Great idea. Wowie zowie. There we go. There's the episode from 2019 about a tribe called Quest with our buddy Matt Bronger. And uh, that'll do it. We'll be back next week and hopefully the next few weeks with some new episodes. And, uh, you know, you know where to find us at Rock Hall Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us rockhallpod at gmail.com. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Do all that stuff. Tweet something nice. I don't know. That'd be cool. Uh, and you know, thanks to Mike Lloyd for the logo you took him for the music, and thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. I'm Joe Quazala, saying by myself, who cares about the Rock Hall? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.